So I had the chance to interview John Jen Dai recently, and he is much cooler than anything you would read about in a book or um, see on a TED Talk, though he's been on two TED Talks um, that have uh, several million views uh, between them. And the reason why John's story is so interesting is that he is uh, like a figure that walked out of a fairy tale. He's a former monk who went to Bangkok, was very disillusioned with um, urban life, pollution, and capitalism. So he went back up to his hometown uh, on uh, around and on the outskirts of Chiang Mai in northern Thailand, and literally from nothing, using only his his excrement and seeds, uh, has built one of the most uh, popular and revolutionary organic farming operations and restaurants uh, in Southeast Asia. Like a guest I'll be interviewing soon, uh, Charles Eisenstein, and like some of the uh, academics like James C. Scott out of Yale or uh, David Graeber to some extent, he really believes that a lot of these um, fixes, once they go into the technical uh, once we start viewing environmentalism or ecology through a uh, technical managerial lens of an expert, we really lose a lot of our connections to these natural uh, processes and uh, our connection to the, uh, the land itself. Um, so he is a figure who really, you listen to him, and uh, we had some audio difficulties because he's calling me from a pretty remote location outdoors but he's someone who really who makes you feel like you you're losing something or you've missed out on something and that there are great truths that escape measurements that escape the technical that escape the scientific and that if we can connect to some of those great truths maybe we can fix some of the problems that progress has brought us um, I think that this is going to be the great uh, debate, the great fight about climate change. There are sort of two sides where one wants to use the scientific, the technical, the language of progress, language of capitalism and development to fix climate change. So you have policy experts and uh, government figures who will say things like Green New Deal or sustainable development and and want technical fixes to uh, ecological problems that were brought about from uh, science, from the technical itself. In the other side, you'll have people more like John. And when you hear John talk, um, he will acknowledge the technical, but he sees it much more as something that obscures or hides um, the relationships that we need to have to the land, that we need to have to food that we need to have to the environment in order to heal it. Um, so he, he's a fascinating figure, um, and certainly the longer I've been in Asia, the more skeptical I am of these technical scientific fixes that seemingly have brought a lot more problems than solutions to these countries. And John will talk in the interview about some of those problems that have appeared in Thailand because of big agriculture, because of companies like Monsanto, and because of 
GMO. It's my hope that from this chat, more travelers who are going to Thailand will discover some of the wisdom of the people there and will come in um, not only as tourists, but also as individuals who are looking to question or interrogate some of what is assumed to be the shared reality of how we address these problems. It's not a shared reality. There's a very intense debate going on right now about how we move forward as a species and as a planet. Um, so I hope you enjoy the chat, and uh, I hope to have others like it, because it was, uh, it was fascinating, moving, and uh, more than anything reinforces my notion that um, we can't solve the problems of today with the tools uh, that brought us here. We can't use the tools of the master's house to uh, take it apart. I think that's paraphrasing uh, either Audre Lorde or Bell Hooks. But uh, I'll let John take it from here, and uh, I hope you enjoy our chat. Um, well, John, the first question I have is, can you tell us about your history? Um, why did you move to Bangkok and why did you leave to start Pan Pan? My history is uh, I was born in the rural area in northeastern of Thailand, which is, uh, is very poor. We consider the poorest area. And then at that time, uh, People don't have, don't use money much uh, because of money is very new thing for us. So people use a lot of barter system when I was a kid. But when I grew up like at nine or 10, money started to have more impact on, in our life more and more. And then we start to have TV. We start to have refrigerators and motorcycle after that. And then TV make a big change in our life because when we had TV, uh, we learn a new thing. Before that, we never used the word poor in our communities. We used the word uh, suffering. So to be poor is a new thing that TV told us that you are poor because of you don't have money. But we never used it before. We just, we don't use much money in the past. We just say like if you are I have problem, that means you suffer. So to solve the suffering problem, it's just try to find happiness. When you're looking for happiness, it's easy. When you learn, you can know how to be happy easily. But when you say you are poor, to solve the poor problem is you need to have money. So to make money is very hard. So that harm is changed my thinking a lot. So we consider poor in the country. And then to solve the poor problem, you need to go to Bangkok to make money. Bangkok is the place, city is the place to, to make money easier than in the country at that time. So most of young people will go to Bangkok to work, to make money, because they said to have a successful life, that means you need to have a lot of money. And then 
if you don't have money, you consider fail or poor. So we moved to Bangkok, most of young people at that time. But I spent seven years in Bangkok and then worked very hard. And I think it takes so much energy and time in my life to work. But it's so hard to see successful life there because when we work, we just have enough to spend for daily life to survive day by day. So we don't have saving because the labor in city is very cheap. And then after that, I start to question a lot why people have to work so much. Because we think we are clever. We learn so much. We study so much. Why we study to make our life harder and harder? I start to think about one kid, three years old, that kid will be forced to learn seriously. No time to play no time to enjoy anything. And he has studied study seriously until 20 years. He finished almost 20 years to finish university. After he finished university, you feel like you don't know anything because everything, most of the things we learn from education system, we cannot use much in our daily life. And then when you want to get a job, you need to get trained to get a job. When you want to have a car, you spend another five years to, in debt to pay debt for the car. And we want to have a house. We spend another 30 years to be in debt for a house. So I feel like uh, we don't have time to enjoy our life and we start to die after that. So this way of life is very annoying, very boring to think about it. So I feel like I don't want to be like normal people to live like that. That's why, that's make me think about why don't we go back to the roots that we used to be easy before and develop it from uh, the way we used to be in the past to make it easier and easier. Mm -hmm. Humans shouldn't have more time to be ourselves, to do what we love more. So that's make me make decision to go home easily. I went back home and start to experiment many things. And then I found that to have food to eat, you didn't need to work eight hours per day. You can work only one, not more than one hour per day. You can have enough food to feed the family. And you have a house. You don't need to work so much. You can build a house from anything around you, from mud house, from straw bale, from bottle, from anything. And then for many things like clothes, we don't need to buy a lot of clothes. I just use the old clothes and then I feel happy with it. And then I learn how to make soap, shampoo, toothpaste, sauce and things by myself. I feel like uh, when we learn this thing, life will be easier and easier. And I feel more confident and more confident. I feel like uh, this is the freedom. And then another thing is I learn how to do self-healing. When I got sick, how can I help myself? Because normally when we, uh, in our normal life, when you get sick, you're not allowed to take care of yourself. You need to go see a doctor only. So, but cost a lot of money. But when we learn how to take care of ourselves with the simple thing around us, I feel like uh, there are so many things we can help ourselves. We don't need to go see a doctor all the time. So I found that when humans come back to rely on ourselves, at least in the four basic needs, like a food, shelter, clothes, or some stuff that we use daily life, and healing or medicine. So these four things, if we are able to help ourselves in these four things, this is the real freedom in us in our life. You feel free. You feel less fear in our life. Feel less worry. I love it.
so I cannot go back to the city anymore. And then after that, I feel like uh, the most important thing, the most crisis thing in the world now is seeds. Seeds isn't crisis. Seeds is food. Food is life. But the seeds disappear from the earth every day, never come back. But not many people think about it because we were disconnected from everything completely. I feel like uh, this is the most scary thing in the world because the seed disappear. Doesn't mean our security in our life is decreased so fast because we have no seeds to grow food. So I just make decision that I do, I want to stop building because I'm the first person who do urgent building in Thailand in this era. So I travel a lot all over the country to do teaching about urgent building, and I feel like a knowledge of building you people can discover any time but the no uh, the seeds is disappear never come back so i want to spend the rest of my time to do seed saving so i'm looking for the land in the northern of chiang mai in thailand called chiang mai and then i start pan pan there pan pan is the place where we save seed is the main aim because we think seed is the most crisis thing in the world that not many people think about it this is the beginning of Pan Pan. So the original idea is to do seed saving at Pan Pan, but people keep come visit us often, and then many people want to stay longer, and then it turned to unintentional communities after that. So now we have about twenty people live together at Pan Pan. So we just turn to a learning center. But the meaning of learning center is not for people from outside to come and learn, but for us to come and learn. So Pan Pan is a place for to do seed saving is the number one, and learning center is a, the second one. So this is what we are now. Something that I uh, have heard in your past uh, speeches, lectures, and uh, now as you talk about debt, I'm wondering if you could talk a bit about why do you think people or society has debt, but maybe in nature, I look at a flower and it'll give itself up to a bee, or the deer will give itself up to a bear. There doesn't seem to be debt in nature. Why do we have debt, but maybe nature has a different system? Normally, every life on this earth, they're always giving giving to other, so you, because we, we have to rely on each other. Everything relate together. We cannot disconnect from anything. So the bee need to give pollination for the plant, and in return, they got the nectar from the flowers. And human give a lot of uh, thing to the nature too in the past, because we work like any animal to support each other but after we start to develop capitalist system we don't think about giving much we just take about think about how much we can take how much we can get from outside so that part it changed the whole history of human so now we consume so much but we don't give at all so that's that's a big problem in the world right now i think and then for right now, you can see like a more than 90% of people working hard, but all of them just work hard to change the natural resources into money. 
but not many people who work to create more or propagate more resources for this earth. So the resources decrease so fast, and then now we think we get more, but actually we ruin more and more and more. The more we get, the more we ruin things. So this is the way that we think it's important to think back, to rethink again about the way we think. So giving is something that makes we survive on this earth. But the way we do now, we don't give much. We take a lot, especially about the nature thing, natural resources thing. So I think uh, we like to bring back this culture. So that's why we start to do a lot of seed saving and we give seeds to free for everybody. And then we do a lot of training, a lot of workshop, a lot of things like that. So we help people to uh, give it back to nature. Like uh, we train people to do organic farming. So to do organic farming is to give it back to the nature. But to do chemical is to rob the nature. So if we do organic farming to do sustainable farm, so forever. But if we, whenever we use chemical, we're going to end soon to be happy. Everything around us need to be happy too. So even the soil, we cannot rob the soil. We need to t take care of the soil, take care of the water, take care of the plant or something like that, and take care of each other too. So that's, that's the way we think giving is important thing. <laughs> I came to Penpan and I was really impressed and uh, by both the emotional connection a lot of people have to the land, but also a lot of the agricultural techniques, if you're unfamiliar with um, agriculture, you imagine it's just uh, very difficult, very stressful, horrible life. That's why we all had to leave. This is what you're taught uh, in cities. And when I came to Pen Pen, I said, well, how do you grow this plant? They just go, oh, we just put a seed in the ground and it grows. Um, and I talked to them about weeding. How do you weed? They say, okay, well, we, you know, we'll have some animals that they will plant the pepper next to this plant and then they won't come and eat the pepper so they'll leave this plant alone. Could you talk a bit about some of these, uh, how you uh, farm at Pan Pan and some of the relationships that you use between plants and other plants and relationships between plants and animals to grow food organically in a way that is easy and natural? For us at Pan Pan, uh, we, the, word, the meaning of farming means uh, we don't focus on planting much, we focus on develop the soil. So if we take care of the soil good, that's farming for us. When the soil is good enough, have a lot of microorganisms, have a lot of food, have very healthy soil, whatever you put in there, they grow. So to farming, not just to grow, but it means to take care of the soil. That's the main idea. And then we think different from many farmers. Like uh, we don't think anything as a weed, anything as enemy for farming. So all the grass that grow, we don't consider weed. They, we consider God sent something to help us. So instead of kill the grass, we don't kill them. 
we cut them and use them to make compost to cover the soil. So the idea of developing the soil is just not use chemical, no burning, and then cover the soil as much as we can. This three thing is the the main idea of develop the soil or take care of the soil. And then when we plant the word organic farming, it doesn't mean you grow only one or two varieties of plant with no chemical. To grow like that, we don't consider organic farming for us. Organic farming is mean you need to grow as many as you can, at least more than 50 varieties in our area. So when we have more things, everything will take care of each other. They rely on each other. And then when we have more varieties, so we can eat what we grow more. But if we grow only corn, we cannot eat corn every day. So that means we need to buy something from outside more. And then when we think this way, we start to grow many things mixed together. All vegetable in one bed, we maybe have five varieties of vegetable in one bed sometimes. And then, and then in the farm, we have fruit tree, flowers, we have many different vegetables. We have many things together. And then we have animal too. We have chicken, we have cows for milk, we have fish. So I think to be organic is mean to be normal as the nature used to be. So the nature used to be many things live together, animal and plant, everything rely on each other. So to grow only a few varieties, that's not normal in nature. So for us, organic farming is mean we grow many varieties of vegetable and then they will take care of themselves. And then to take care of the soil is uh, to cover the soil, not let the sun, the soil exposed to the sun. Don't use chemical because we're gonna kill a lot of microorganism. Microorganism in the soil is like a, the main staff, the main worker for us to develop soil, till the soil, and they compose everything on top of the soil to be a good food for the plants, something like that. So for us, we focus on diversity, diversity with no chemical, and uh, we try to harmoniously with the nature. That's the idea of organic farming. When you look at something simple, like let's say an apple or a, a persimmon or a mango or a chicken, what are the differences that you've come to notice between when you grow food in this very symbiotic, connected, organic way uh, versus things like factory farming or using chemicals? How do you see the effects of those chemicals or those processes in uh, mass-produced food? And what would someone who comes to Pan Pan and tastes a fruit, what differences would they notice? The difference is the taste. The taste of food is quite different. Like uh, if you eat chemical durian, you cannot eat a lot. You will have gas, you can feel unrest inside. But if you eat our durian, uh, like the durian from the farm with no chemical, like organic one, you can eat many of them. That's, that's very different, the same as long can. Long can, if you eat chemical long can, you cannot eat more than half a kilo. Your mouth will hurt, will be hurt. 
But if you eat organic long gain, you can eat more than one kilograms. So vegetable tastes different, totally different. I think when we eat chicken from the industrial farm, it's very tasteless. But the chicken from the local people that they grow with no hormone, no chemical, tastes better. So it's very different to, to see that the taste is different. But because of industrial food is so cheap and then they have sell every day. So we think, oh, the food has to be like this. A new generation, they grew up with this food. They start to think that the food has to be like this, like a beef or chicken. The meat must be very soft and tasteless like that. People have to eat more MSG now because everything tasteless. You cannot cook food good anymore because in the past when people cook food, they don't have much ingredient. They don't have much uh, condiments in the house. Mainly they use salt, but it tastes so good because of the quality of the ingredients good. But now because of industrial produce, it's so tasteless. So we need to use a lot of sauce, oyster sauce, soy sauce, fish sauce, and then a lot of things that we put in there to make it taste good. So I feel like uh, the food that we eat now is far from the real food that we used to eat in normal life in the past. And then I feel like uh, it's so hard for me to eat the food, but I have no choice when I travel. And for me, I grew up in two era, like the era that we don't have chemical, and then the era with a lot of chemical and a lot of industrial industrial food. So I, I see it quite clear, quite different, but because the system make us have less choice for many people. That's why I feel like if we want to eat real food, we need to grow it ourselves. But for many city people who don't have a chance to grow out themselves, how can they have a choice? So I feel like now is maybe the time for people in the city has to do, have to do like a, have to connect with farmer again. So if we connect together, we can share, we can help each other rely on each other more and more. I think self-reliant, it doesn't mean you have to do everything by yourself, but we need to rely on each other too. So the meaning of self-reliance means not rely on the big industrial company, but we need each other more. So this way, we can have the real food or good food more in our life. I, I think uh, in many places, it's impossible to get the real food in the market anymore now. So that's so sad to think about it because food is like a gift from the nature for our life. But now we eat less and less variety of food every day and then less taste more than before. Before, like in Thai culture, we eat vegetable. They have many tastes. Some vegetable is bitter, uh, sour, astringent, or bran or sweet or something like that. So everything have different tastes. The taste tell the Nutrition tell the in uh, the value that contained in the vegetable, but now everything we eat the same taste is tasteless. Everything tasteless. 
So that means we lost our chance to enjoy the food, enjoy the gift from the nature. So it's important to think about come back to develop new system to have the real food and good food back. Because if we keep developed in this way, I think in the next five or ten years, we maybe eat food in the capsule and then or peel it, something like a peel or something like that. So that means we lost our we lose our chance to enjoy taste of food at all. So I think we shouldn't have time to enjoy more in our life. We should not become a robot anymore. And I think it's important to think about it because we can see things developing in that way. Like uh, we are what you eat. You are what you eat. Right now we eat chicken or pork or fish that they grew up from one varieties of food, one brand of food, one pill of food every day. So they grew up like that all their life. So we have to be like that. I feel like a, that's not very fun life, not very fun way to be. I love to enjoy food. I like to eat different tastes, different food. So I think we can create a new system for this part. A lot of the listeners to this podcast will be Americans. Americans are very capitalist. I'm not, <laughs> but people uh, uh grow up thinking this way well we don't like it but we have to have factory farms otherwise we can't feed the world I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about if you agree with that if you disagree with that or what you want farming to become uh, in the future I don't like one word that people always say that if you don't develop the new technology on farming you cannot feed the world so this word is very like a unreal it's for people who don't have experience about farming at all so now farming system that we so proud of it that we so think that developed so much now is the system that doesn't work at all because they can produce a lot they you can get a lot of yield but how much resources did you invest in that thing? People never think about the real cost that they resource uh, that, that they spend resources to develop that that thing. For me, I feel like uh, we have many way, many technique to develop our farming system to have high yield with less resources to input in there. I heard often that you need to do GMO, you need to use chemical, you need to use a lot of thing, hormone or something like that to solve the hunger problem on this earth. I don't see that it solve anything now because the main thing is we can develop, we can grow more food than we can eat. But the problem is the management on food is wrong. So that's why we are hungry. We are still hungry. People still don't have enough to eat or everywhere now. But we found that we can compete with conventional way of farming. We can get the same yield with less input in there. Why we don't develop in this way that cheaper, easier, and anybody can do it. But 
why researcher always make it more complicated and harder for people to do it, like a GMO technique. Normal people cannot do it, and then you need a lot of tools, a lot of high technology tools, a lot of money to do that part. But normal farmer can do something, can get high yield like that too. So I feel like uh, the way they develop now, they did not develop food for human. They deliver, develop food to monopolize the food, to own the food, to do it for the market, how to make it cheap. And then don't care about the taste, don't care about sustainable way of farming, don't care about happiness of people. So they just think about how can we own it. That's why we have to do GMO, we have to do use a lot of chemical thing like that. And then I, I feel like a, I don't see any need that we need high technology of farming like that. Because from my experience now, in Thailand, we grow more than we can eat. And then the price going down so much because it's so much now. People dump sugarcane to block the road because they cannot sell sugarcane. They can produce so much. The price of rice this year going down, down so low until many people don't want to harvest rice. So it's not about the yields drop, our own technique. It's about the way we farm is wrong. So we need to think in different way more, like a farming, it's not only grow for the business only. We need to think about grow for ourselves too. If we grow for ourselves, leftover we can sell. If we think in this way, I feel like we have no problem. Farmer can survive. But now all the farmers just grow for sale, but they don't have anything to eat. So become farmer who, produ produ put, who produce food to feed the world, but they don't have food to eat. So many poor country farmer don't have food to eat now. They eat chicken bone, they eat uh, leftover from industrial part of it. So I feel like uh, it's very sad. We grew up in the world with very good soil, good water, good, a lot of diversity of plant or animal. How can we starving in front of the fertilities? That's not, that's crazy to me to think about that. That's why I feel like uh, the way we develop technology and everything now is not for us. It's just for business, for control the market, for control the business. So we spend so much resources, time and money to develop in the way that's not for us at all. That's why we, we work so hard now. We, because we don't work for ourselves. We work so much. So we need to rethink again and come back to think about how can we make it easy? There are so many ways. We learn a lot. We do a lot here. We can grow more than we can eat. We can sell it. We can make money from it here. Younger people who know that there is a lot of environmental problems, but they aren't religious. They live in cities. They aren't close to the land. What are some of the things you've tried to tell them as uh, a new philosophy or a new way of thinking if we can't go back to religions or we can't all go back to living on the farm 
as uh, a way out of the crisis uh, that we're facing. I think now uh, new generation were disconnected completely from everything, even ourselves. So it's so hard for them to understand uh, things uh, correlate together. And what we try to do now, we try to show people that we we are not ourselves only. Everything outside is us too. So what we are doing now, we try to take out from the soil, from the nature. But we don't think it's a part of our life. So when we think we are separate, so we don't care. We think the soil as a like a one factor for industrial part of it, or fun factor for to produce something. So it's just a tool to make money. So that that's what people think. So what we try to do, we try to tell people that our life is is very delicate and related to everything. So gardening is one thing, it's one tool that make people can understand themselves easily. I understand myself from using pea because one year I live in a very bad area. I want to have food, but I don't have enough uh, food to eat. So I start to do gardening. I till the soil very good and then I drop the seed in the soil and I water the seed. And then not very long, I can see the seed sprout. And then I don't have anything. I just collect my pea to water on the seed every day, every day. And then the seed grow, become vegetable, very beautiful vegetable. And I can eat it and I, I can enjoy the taste of the vegetable. And I pee again, I can poop and I cut it back to the soil. So it can, it helped me to understand this is the circle of life. It's not much at all. Just only pee can feed myself. But it helped me to see like my life is not only my body, but it's about the soil, about the water, about the sun, about everything related together. So to see this thing, it makes many people interested about gardening because they can see like when you water the garden, it means you water yourself. When you till the soil, this means you massage yourself to grow your food and come back to yourself. So to see the whole circle like this, it helps people to understand more that our life is not separate from anything. So I think people in Thailand now, mainly young people, they love to do gardening. They want to come back to the farm more and more. And then they came to train with us a lot every month so far. So I feel like uh, people in new generation, they were disconnected so long and then they feel, start to feel lonely because they have no connection with anything. They have no roots. So that's why they feel insecure. They feel lonely. They feel depressed. They feel sad because they have no roots. They, they don't know anything. They're just floating somewhere. And then when they think about come back to the soil, come back to the earth. They feel like a secure, stable. So more and more young people want to quit their job, want to come back to the farm, come back to the soil more. I can see like a, it looks like people not interested in farming much, not interested in relate to the soil or the earth much, but actually they are coming back. 
because they cannot live without roots for a long time. It's not stable. Even they have money, they have so much material in their life, but they feel meaningless in their life. They feel sad. They feel lonely. But whenever they come back to the soil, they start to see different picture. That's more warm, more healthy, and more happy. That's a big change happen now. So that's a new hope for me. I feel people coming back. So that I don't feel lonely anymore to be like this. You've become really popular because of technology where everyone's seen your TED Talk. And when I look at some of the people who go to Pan Pan, some of them come from like Facebook or Google, you know, and they want, they, they spend their whole life in front of a computer and then they want to learn from you who, you know, as you were saying to me, you're, you, you're a little skeptical or a little, you feel a little uh, uncomfortable sometimes with technology. Um, how do you think nature and technology can better interact or what are some ways that we can think about technology so we don't let it make us feel so disconnected? What are ways that we can work with technology to have it help nature and what are some ways we can protect ourselves from technology? I think technology is important. I did not re refuse technology. I did, I did not refuse money. I did not refuse anything. But the main thing is I use everything with consciousness. Because when we use with consciousness, that means it's important thing, it's necessary thing, it's with a good reason. Normally, people don't use with consciousness or mindfulness, but they use because of feeling. Feeling always has no mean, has no reason. Feeling just about like or don't like. So that's the main thing. So whenever we use with reason, with mindfulness, we can use everything. It will not hurt us. But whenever we use it with uh, feeling, it's about like or don't like. That thing, uh, technology can be dangerous for people. Like uh, when we have cell phone, we have Facebook, we have everything. So, so many people just use it because they like it. They keep reading, spend more than half of their time per day on looking for information that is not necessary at all. So, so that, that's why I feel like uh, uh, it hurt people when we use it with feeling. But whenever we use it with consciousness, we use it when it's important thing only. So I think it's important to use media, use technology, use everything. So I don't refuse anything. I use everything. Even I'm not very good about it, but I can still use it. I do not refuse it. I think when we have it already, we need to use it because we use our resources to do it. So we need to use it to make good thing, to create more resources. Could you tell us a bit about your wife, uh, Peggy, and your family, and what have you learned just from being a father and being a husband? To be a husband has changed my life a lot because learn to be together is very deep, very interesting thing to learn because normally we learn to be alone a lot, but to be together, we need to think about other people more. So married life is uh, one thing that 
helped me a lot to understand myself more and more. And because when we open enough, we can see like married life is like a, we agree to join suffering and happiness together. So when we agree to join happiness and suffering together, we learn so much. So that helped me to understand how to live together more and more and more. And then when we have kids, when we raise a kid, I think my son is like my teacher. He taught me so much. He changed my mind a lot. He changed my thinking a lot. Because I need to learn how to respect other people, like respect myself. So that part is very hard without my son. I cannot learn that easily. And then we learn that kids don't need to be teach much because they can learn by themselves more. And then I think we can do education with not much money like that. And then it's so nice and to understand that the kids just need love and freedom. When they have love and freedom, they learn so much. They develop so fast. They have so strong confidence in themselves. So I feel like uh, this part is, it changed my life completely. I never think about to have a uh, married life before, but when I have it, I feel like uh, it's so good because when people agree to join suffering and happiness together, it will be like a good friend who support each other more and more. So I feel like, uh, uh, I feel sad for many couple who cannot talk together much, who use only emotion or feeling to live together. So there are a lot of argument, a lot of fighting all the time. So I think we can design our life, our love. We can design it in the way that we want it to be. Whenever we can talk, we can listen to each other. We can decide, we can make it fun and easy. So that's one thing that we learn. The last question, John, is for people who want to help Pan Pan or learn more. Um, what can they do to help Pan Pan or what can they do if they come to Thailand? Um, if they come out to Pan Pan, what are some opportunities they can maybe experience or learn? And for people who maybe don't have a lot of money, um, not enough money for a plane ticket or they have a job or health or they, they can't come to Thailand, what are some ways they can bring some of the lessons from Pan Pan into their life, even if they can't come to Thailand? I think people can help Pan Pan by doing seed saving in their home or they can, uh, if they don't like to do farming or gardening, they can support to eat more organic food. So that's the way to support Pan Pan because the main aim of Pan Pan to do seed saving. If the seed spreading more, if the seed will like uh, and be free to everybody more, that's that's the most important thing that we we like to do. So if anybody who want to support Pan Pan, I think just support organic food everywhere support seed save group anywhere that's that's the biggest help and then for people who want to come to pan pan uh, they can come and learn from us 
anytime and then we have accept volunteer and then we have workshop often too and then for people who cannot come i think yeah they don't need to come because many things we do is very simple and easy you can uh try by yourself at home we did not learn anything from uh anyone specially we just listen from somebody and we try to do it ourselves and we accumulate that experience more and more and more so that's the way we learn so i think any anybody can do like us just listening some theory some technique and then experiment it because anything natural there's no recipe there's no real theory that they use it everywhere so enjoy and have fun to don't have money that's the good luck too because you can do more you can experiment more that's the way we can understand things well john thank you so much for your time today i will send you a, a thank you note but this was really fun to record with you today and i'm looking forward to your interview helping more people think about some of the ideas and some of the unique ways of looking at the world that you uh, that you have in your heart and your mind so thanks for today thank you